Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson, and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club, that's getinthefight.club, and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight, so let's go. If a boy is to become a man, if a man is to know he is one, a man has to know where he comes from and what he's made of. You know, when we're talking today about Jesus, we often have a picture of who he was as a man. And I think that in a lot of ways, we have gotten it wrong. And so today we are going to talk about the fact that Jesus was a fighter. Jesus may be pictured as this very passive and soft dude. And certainly at times we will see that Jesus really was this nice, soft caring, kind, nice guy. But to put him into this box as if the masculinity of Christ was a Mr. Rogers type character is to miss so much of who Jesus really was. And I think that this quote that I read here from John Eldridge and Wild at Heart is so accurate that if we are to become the men that God meant for us to be, which is our mission statement here at Get in the Fight, if that is to happen for us, then we have to know where we come from. And we come from a man of strength and honor and discipline, somebody who took on the cross. Jesus was a fighter, and that is our lineage, and and that is what I want us to look at today. There's a quote that probably many of you have heard from A.W. Tozer, and he says this, what we think of God is the most important thing about us. What we think of God is the most important thing about us. And I like what he's saying there. And and I want to ask you a question. I want you to think carefully about this. When you think of Jesus, what kind of man do you picture? What kind of images come to mind? You know, when you think about pictures at church, or if you think about images of the examples of men that you know in your church, or maybe in your circle of influence, guys that we kind of esteem and hold up, are often men that are pretty passive. They're men that are just super nice. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being nice. I hope people would say that about me. I hope they think I'm nice, and I hope that I really am nice. I think being nice is nice. But is that really what the goal was? Is that really who Jesus was at his core, was just this really nice guy? I think at certain times, absolutely he was. But we're missing a big part of what it means to have a masculine soul, to have a a mentality like Jesus, if we think that the goal of being a man was to just be nice. You know, was Jesus timid? Was he shy? What do you picture when you picture Jesus, this ultra nice guy, this pushover and weak guy? It's important that we think about that, because I guess what I'm proposing to you is maybe we've pictured it wrong. Maybe we've understood it incorrectly or we're reading these passages because we know that God is love, that we're assuming something soft. 
you know, because men have stepped out of their role to lead the We have a problem with the fact that women are the ones who are stepping into roles of leadership because men have stepped out of that space. We have kind of gone on the sidelines. We've gotten out of the fight is how we would say it here in this ministry. We're not fighting for those places that men have been designated to lead and to step up. And so we have seen the softening over time that really is taking on this feminine side of, of God. And it's absolutely an accurate part and a good part of who he is, but it's maybe an incomplete part of the picture. And so I, I wanted to share this story with you that I, that I think is kind of funny, but it might kind of tell you a little bit about my background. So my dad, thinking about who I am and where I come from, my dad was a golden glove southpaw boxer in high school. And he said that they would, he would tell stories, I guess, about going into Jackson State Prison here in Michigan, and they would fight against inmates. And so I remember as he's telling me these stories as a kid, like, you know, I was so passive and wimpy and scared of everything. Like the idea of going into prison at all was terrifying. But in particular, to uh, be in a ring with all of these grown men around you, what I'm picturing is just this crazy scene. And my dad, the fighter, is going in and boxing against inmates while he was in high school. Just an incredible story. So I picture that and I think, you know, he's got super fast hands and good reflexes. Uh, I bet he was pretty decent. Me, on the other hand, didn't really take on those qualities. I was athletic for sure, but that was kind of like a late blooming kind of athleticism. But I certainly didn't take on the mindset of a boxer. You know, the idea of being punched in the face just was not a part of mentality or mindset at all. Definitely scared of doing anything like that. So I had huge props to my dad and always loved thinking about him fighting like that. Me, on the other hand, this story is probably a, a pretty good <laughs> picture of what I was more like. So in junior high, I was very squirrely and goofy. Those that know me know I was, I tend to be super silly and kind of crazy. And I had a couple buddies that we were hanging out and I think we were probably trying to impress some girls in junior high. They were sitting near us and we're at this track meet at our home hometown school. And there was a, several other schools there, I think, but there was one in particular, a school named Springport, which is just a small town near us. And there was a kid there was strong and stocky, short, but looked like he was three or four years older than us. For whatever reason, we decided it would be a good idea to tease this guy. And so during the track meet, I, he would run by and we would say stuff to him and he would stare back or whatever. And so the three of us feeling really confident and also feeling very like macho maybe in front of the girls, can you imagine, uh, are taunting this guy in some way. And I really can't remember exactly what we say to him. But what I do remember was what he said to us, which was, you guys meet me here when this meet is over. And the translation there was, I'm going to kick your butt. Like, I'm going to fight all three of you and whoop you. And looking at the dude, I believed he would. Because again, I'm scared of everything. I'm not my dad. I'm not a fighter. I just am a jokester. And I wanted nothing to do with that. So when the, when the track meet ends, we tell the girls we got to leave. And the three of us just book it to get away from this guy. And we run to one of my friend's dad's car 
and we immediately all jump in the back seat. So there's nobody in the front seat. We get in as quick as we can, knowing this guy is right behind us. We jump into the car to save our lives, and we're holding down the the lock of the doors, somebody on each side of there, and we are terrified. And this guy comes up, and he's banging on the door, and he's screaming at us, and he's challenging all three of us to, to a fight. He's challenging all three of us, and I can't even believe it. I mean, again, I'm so wimpy and soft. I just can't believe that that's what he would do. And so shortly after this, there's a commotion, you know, and people are kind of gathering around. They're starting to see what's happening here. And I think our rescue is coming because one of the guys, his dad, who's a big guy, comes down from the bleachers and he's walking to us and I can see him coming and I'm thinking, okay, good. You know, he's going to tell this guy to get the heck out of here and whatever and, he, and move this guy on. Well, instead, what he does is he yells at us to get out of the car and fight like men. I, I mean, I couldn't even believe <laughs> that this was a true story. I couldn't believe he was telling us to do this. I mean, the kid that's coming wants to fight all three of us and we are huddled together in the back of a car scared to death. There was no way I was going to act like a man, like, or act like a man, like this guy told us to like, act like a man and get out here and fight this guy. There was no way. So we kept our fingers on the locks until we knew it was pretty safe that this kid who's in eighth grade, who looks like he's 25 and definitely would have pulverized us. There was no way we were moving until we knew their bus was gone or whatever. And we moved on with that story. But I think about that, you know, when, when our friend's dad said to act like a man and get out and fight these guys, I thought, there's there's no way. That's certainly not me. And so I kind of crack up at that, you know, thinking I'm the wimpy guy. <laughs> you know, was Jesus that wimpy guy? You know, what was he like? Was he like me? I don't think so. Hey, guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. And if you are, please do us a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds to do this, but it makes a huge difference for us, and it helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Thanks so much for listening and helping us out. Now back to the show. Going back to the book here, Wild at Heart, who is this one we allegedly come from, whose image every man bears? What is he like? In a man's search for his strength, telling him that he's made in the image of God may not sound like a whole lot of encouragement at first. To most men, God is either distant or he's weak. The very thing they'd report of their earthly fathers, in fact. Be honest now. What is your image of Jesus as a man? Isn't he sort of meek and mild, a friend remarked? I mean, the pictures I have of him show a gentle guy with children all around, kind of like Mother Teresa. Yeah, those are the pictures that I've seen myself in many churches. In fact, those are the only pictures I've seen of Jesus. As I've said before, they leave me with the impression that he was the world's nicest guy, Mr. Rogers with a beard. Telling me to be like him feels like telling me to go limp and be passive, be nice, be swell, be like Mother Teresa. I'd much rather be told to be like William Wallace. So is Jesus more like Mother Teresa or William Wallace? The answer is it depends. If you're a leper, an outcast, a pariah of society whom no one has ever touched because you are unclean, if all you've ever longed for is just one kind word, then Christ is the incarnation of tender mercy. He reaches out and he touches you. 
But on the other hand, if you're a Pharisee, one of those self-appointed doctrine police, then watch out. On more than one occasion, Jesus picks a fight with those notorious hypocrites. He goes on to say, the Lord is a gentleman? Well, not if you're in the service of his enemy. God has a battle to fight, and the battle is for our freedom. My point is that we also, similarly to John here in this book, have maybe pictured Jesus as this Mr. Rogers with a beard, this long flowing hair. He kind of looks like a marathon runner, and he's afraid of a lot of things. He takes it all on. He's just getting beat up by the crowd. And again, there are times where that might be true. That might be part of who he was. But we also know that Jesus was a fighter. And in fact, I want to read this passage that kind of illustrates one of my favorite stories of Jesus being a man who is a fighter. It's here in John chapter 18, verse 4 through 9, if you have a chance to look this up. But Jesus says this. He's in the garden, and it's the middle of the night, and the cowards have shown up with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons. And they're doing this in the middle of the night, of course, because they weren't brave enough or men enough to take Jesus on during the day. So they come in the middle of the night to get him and to arrest him illegally. And John chapter 18, verse 4 says this, and this is the verse that really just stands out to me. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him. So he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? He asked. Jesus, the Nazarene, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. Once more he asked them, Who are you looking for? And again they replied, Jesus, the Nazarene. I told you that I am he, Jesus said, and since I am the one you want, let these others go. He did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you have given to me. This is just an incredible passage where if, if you can picture it, and I think you need to, Jesus is in the, it's in the middle of the night. He knows what's coming. Imagine if you are king of all kings, lord of all lords, fully God, but still fully man, and you know what's coming. Jesus understands that he has been praying and crying out to God, please don't let this happen. Take this from me but your will, not mine. Jesus, it says in verse 4, fully realized all that was going to happen to him. When you fully realize all that's going to happen to you and you take it on, that is a sign not of a passive, wimpy Jesus, but a strong, strong man. Again, in my story, I held on to that lock for as long as possible. I made sure that I did not get out and fight because I fully realized that the 25-year-old eighth grader was going to kill me if I got out. Jesus fully realizes all that's going to happen to him in this scene. And what is it that the scriptures say he did? It says that Jesus stepped forward to meet them. I love that verse. I mean, it's one of the strongest verses, I think, in all of the Bible. Jesus was not this passive, wimpy guy, but he was a man that took on the challenges. He was a guy that fully realized what was going to happen to him, and he did it anyway. He stepped forward. So why does this matter? Why am I talking about this so much? 
because John is telling us something, John Eldridge, that is, is telling us something in this book that causes me to really pause and think about my own life and my own understanding of who Jesus was. Was Jesus the right, is the way that I think about Jesus the right way to think about Jesus? What kind of man was he really? I think that's important for us to understand because when we think about becoming the kind of man that God made us to be, are we aiming for the right Jesus? You know, Jesus was a nice guy, but Jesus wasn't so nice that he didn't fully take on the Pharisees and the hypocrites, the religious people who were beating people down with their religion and not loving them the right way. You know, Jesus took on people who were against other people. He had a righteous anger about him at times. And so when I think about the kind of man that I want to be, and I know that the aiming point for me is Jesus, what kind of man was he? Well, at Get in the Fight, we talk about being a man of honor, somebody who merits and earns respect. That is what Jesus was. And again, it takes a strong man to do that. Jesus was also a man of, of discipline. He did the hard right thing over the easy wrong thing every time. And so that's one of the prayers that we praise, that we would be like Jesus in that way. And again, Jesus fully realized what was going to happen. That was the hard thing. The hard right thing was for Jesus to step forward and say, who are you looking for? It's me. Leave these guys alone. He saves his friends from that turmoil and from their sins a few minutes later on the cross because he was a man of discipline. And that's the men that we're trying to be as well. Jesus was a man of strength. I don't know physically what he was like, but I know he was in good shape just by the amount of walking that he did, that he took care of himself. But Jesus was mentally strong, relationally strong. He was emotionally strong. He was strong in all of those ways. And as we pray at Get in the Fight, he was strong so that he could use his strength to help serve others. Jesus constantly was washing feet and saying, do it like this, love each other like this. No greater love has a man than somebody who would lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. And then he lays his life down for us. Jesus was an incredible man of strength, and he used his strength to help serve others. This is the kind of man that Jesus was. Jesus was a man of joy. Now, was he always happy and goofy and silly and all of that? No, but I guarantee he was more than we think he was. There are so many times that I laugh through the scriptures because I just think, I bet Jesus was really funny in that moment. I bet we read that he's always so stale, and yet I think there's times where it's very funny, and he's, he's just a funny, hilarious guy, and I can't wait to hug him and meet him and, and chat with him, and I bet he surprises all of us. But Jesus was a man of joy, and joy doesn't always mean that you're happy, but Jesus took on the cross with joy because he saw past it. He saw what happens when he comes back from the grave. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, who endures such pain with joy, only a strong man. And so this is why I'm saying all of this. This is what this is about, is Jesus was definitely no wimp. Jesus was a nice guy, but I don't think he came to this world just to show men how to just be nice, passive guys. Yes, be nice where nice is called for, but be fierce where fierce is called for. Be disciplined and strong for the sake of others. Be strong enough to endure the cross that you have to bear, the, the crosses that we have to take on, the pain 
and the suffering that all of the New Testament tells us about is coming. To be a Christian man is to be up against the world, and that is going to cause grief and struggle and pain. We need to have an image of Jesus that is correct. We need to be able to know who we come from and what he was like. Jesus was a fighter. Jesus was a man who did not back away, but he stepped forward, fully realizing all that was going to happen to him. And so my encouragement to you, my desire for me, is that we are going to be men who know that we come from a line of strength because we are made in God's image. We have the masculine heart within us, and we have all that we need in Christ to become a man of honor and discipline and strength and joy like he exhibited. We can fully realize what we're up against and still step forward like Jesus did in strength. So for us, that might be stepping forward and getting in the fight, being a fighter like he was when it comes to our marriages, fighting to put aside all of the pettiness maybe that we have, maybe these selfish things that we do because we want our own way and we die for the good of our spouse. Maybe this is fighting for our family by doing devotions and you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone maybe and read your Bible with your kids or grab a book or devotional, but lead them in prayer and worship together. Maybe you have to fight in your workplace because you're the only one that bows your head and prays. You're the only one who is reading your Bible or not getting involved in the, the language and the jokes that are going on, that's going to be tough in certain workplaces because that's just the way that it goes and you're going to stand out and be harassed for that. But you have to fight with strength, fully realizing what you're up against there. Maybe for some of you, you have to fight when it comes to finances and you have to say, I don't feel like I have enough money to make things work but I'm going to trust God with my money. I'm going, to, I'm going to give sacrificially and start tithing with your money. Maybe for some of you, it's just getting spiritually stronger by creating a devotional time. You know, most men don't create time. They say, I don't like reading. I'm not good at it, whatever the excuse is. But maybe for you, it's fighting for a spiritual growth where you're going to commit to time and it's going to take away something, probably sleep. You need to get up a little bit earlier and act like a man, get out of bed, open your Bible, put on some strong coffee, and start reading your Bible. Whatever those things are, it's going to cost you something. But you have what it takes because Christ in you is strong enough, and that's who you come from. You know, again, John Eldridge's quote, if a man is going to know who he is, he has to know where he comes from, and he has to know what he's made of. In your own strength, you don't have what it takes. The good news is, is that Christ in you gives you a power and a strength that you can be a man like him who is strong and honorable and disciplined and full of joy, even in the midst of rough circumstances. So that's our goal here at Get in the Fight, is that we would become a man like him, but that we would see him for how he really is. Maybe not just how the pictures on the wall of flowing hair, soft Jesus looks. Again, he might have had soft flowing hair, but I think in his heart, he had a heart like a warrior. He was a fighter, and we need to be fighters too. So that's the encouragement. Act like Christ, act like a man, and get in the fight.
Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.